Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. Read, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Amen. I'm going to read that one more time because we always read verse 1, but I just want to let you to hear verse 1 and 2. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a what kind of report? A good report. Amen. Your faith don't bring back bad reports. Amen. Amen. Lord, I ask for you to bring a word for your people. I ask for you to calm my nerves. I ask for you to bring a word for this hour right now. Stretch their faith. Stretch my faith. Take us to another level in glory with you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. 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 What? I want to speak to you from the subject, command your faith. Command your faith. What does faith mean? This is the only time the Bible ever defines faith. Time and time again, the Bible discusses faith and the great importance of faith. The Bible tells us that we must have faith, we must believe God, and it tells us the great things that happened to those who believed him. The Bible also gives example after example of men and women who have and have not believed God and shows in clear terms what happened to each. But nowhere does the Bible define faith except here. Thus, it is important that we clearly see just what faith means. The biblical definition of faith is now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So faith is substance. Once you believe, come on somebody, it's already manifested because it's already there. Thou will be done on earth as it what is in heaven. So your healing is already there. You just got to have the faith to make the substance appear here in this dimension. Y'all don't hear what I'm saying. You already wealthy. You just got to have enough faith to make the substance. Once you have faith in it, it's already real. It's already formed. It's already there. Your faith has already made it happen. Now, let, me, let, me, let me walk through this, though. Matthew Henry, one of the commentary writers, makes some excellent statements that are well worth our thought. He says, faith and hope go together. And the same things that are the object of our hope are the object of our faith. Faith is a firm uh, persuasion and expectation that God will perform all that he has promised to us in Christ. And this persuasion is so strong that it gives the soul possession of those things. Believers in the exercise of faith are filled with joy, unspeakable and full of glory. Christ dwells in the soul by faith, and the soul is filled with the fullness of God. Now, what is faith? Look at the biblical definition again. Now, faith is what? The substance of things hoped for and the what? The evidence of things not seen. So I don't have to see it. Huh? I, 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 sometimes when I talk to people and they say, well, why? It irritates me because I know why. Because God told me. That's why it's harder for you to work for me at church than it is for Maxwell Realty. And sometimes it even gets more difficult with that because you eat, I'm always going to walk by faith. I don't need evidence physically. I, 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 don't need, I don't need somebody to show me who they are. I just know. 
I'm, I'm trying to help you. Because some people are like, ooh, wait, you was right. I know. Because God told me I ain't got to wait on all the signs. All I need is the cloud, the size of a man's hand, and I can hear the sound of the abundance of rain. Y'all better start having some faith and understanding and listening to God. That's why we had to get the series on prayer, because you can't walk in this faith unless you have a relationship with God. Now, 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 now look, look. Now, now, what is faith? We already talked about it. But look, the word substance, hypostasis uh, uh, in, in the Greek, means the foundation, assurance, title deed, and guarantee of things hoped for. The word evidence, I don't know if I'm pronouncing all this stuff right. I'll spell it to you, but it's Greek. I ain't done it in a minute. Elego chos, E-L-E-G-C-H-O-S, means conviction, right? Hopostasis means the substance, the foundation, the title deed, the assurance. Uh, Elokos means conviction. According to, the, to most commentators, this is what is meant by these two words. Therefore, faith would be defined as, now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Look closely at what is being said and note that faith is being described as an act and an act of the mind and heart. That is, our heart and mind believe something, and we have assurance and conviction that it's true. This is certainly true. Faith is an act of the mind and heart, but many of the early interpretators understood that, that understood substance to mean real being, to mean it's there. See, it's one thing to have a thought. It's one thing to know you got it. It's one thing to say it's already materialized. It's already here. Before we got in this building, I knew we had this building, even though we weren't in the building because my faith said we was going to have the building, even though we kept moving back and back and back and things kept going wrong. But God had already shown me that it was our building. So it already had, he had already given me the substance and what? The evidence. Didn't need anybody to tell me what was, what was, what, what, what was going on all the time because I already knew in the end it's going to close. Look here, I don't totally disagree with those who stress that faith is primarily an act of the mind and heart, but I believe that Scripture is saying that faith is more than an act. Scripture is saying that faith is actual possession of reality. Is, is this not what the definition of title deed is saying? You can come in my house if you want to. You might get shot, but at the end of the day, I got a title. Right? I had to put that disclaimer out there. I want to be, everybody to be safe. <laughs> Some people get carried away with examples. Don't, don't walk that example out. But, but why? You, you have the title. So it doesn't matter how many people don't believe it, you have the paper that say you own it. Yeah, 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 I don't understand. Some people have discovered their own stuff and stuff have been willed to them and they didn't even know it. And that's the problem with church folk. You already possess your healing, but the problem is you don't know God already gave you the title deed to your healing. God already gave you the title deed to your wealth. It's already in heaven. That will just needs to be done on earth. And whose problem is it? Yours. He's already given you. He's provided all of your needs in his, in his in high places, in, in the holy realm. You got to step your game up if you want what God gave you. 
He said he wished above all things that you be prosperous and in good health, even as what? Your soul prospers, which means you need to step up your faith game, your prayer game, your relationship game. It already has been given to you in the heavenlies. You just got to possess it. Oh, you're already seated in the heavenlies. You already, he already said, you already possess it. Certainly from God's perspective, we already possess the promises. We already seated in the heavenlies. And we already possess eternal life. It is not that we're going to possess it. We already possess it. The point is this. Holding the title deed to the property and possessing something is more than assurance and conviction, right? I can be assured. I already, I already got it. The worst thing to look for is what you already got. It's hard to find. I'm on the phone. Yeah, 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 I'm talking to Donna. Looking for my phone. I'm like, girl, I'm looking at my phone, my phone in my hand. And can we keep looking for things that God has already given us? We just need our faith to unlock it. You look about as crazy as I look, looking for your possession, looking for your wealth, looking for your healing as I do, looking for my phone that's in my hand. To God anyway. To the angels. They already said, what is man that you're mindful of, of him, that you made everything to be subject under their feet, yet they don't walk with everything subject under their feet. You already gave them everything, God, yet they don't walk in the authority you gave them. Oh. See, it is possessing reality, actually holding something that is substantial and real. It is possessing the land, the promises of God. Faith is possessing the substance of the promises of God, the evidence of those things not seen. If, if I possess them, the substance is there, the evidence is there, the substance and evidence, the fact that I already possess them are my assurance and conviction, right? So I already know I have it even though you think I don't. My faith say I got it, Right? No matter how many times they delayed the clothes on this building, I knew we had it. <laughs> see, this, see, see, this is important to note and, and bears repeating the substance of evidence. The fact that I already possess eternal life is the base of my assurance and conviction of never tasting and experiencing death. What does all this discussion mean? It means this. Faith is the substance, the actual possession of things hoped for, the evidence and reality of things not seen. It is both an act and possession of the thing believed. It is believing and trusting in that which actually exists and that which we can possess. We may, we, we may not be able to see it, but it's real and existing, and we can possess it by believing and having faith in it. We can possess it now. We cannot see it, but we can actually possess the very substance of it by believing and entrusting our lives to it. I already know I'm blessed even before I'm blessed because Jesus said he came to give us life and to give it to us more abundantly. That's how you got to walk in it. Stop saying, I can't do this, and oh, Lord, and why does this keep happening to me? You got to say, in the name 
name of Jesus, this too shall pass. You better start speaking those things that be not as though they were. You better start claiming your kingdom power and your dominion. You better start saying, I know by his stripes I'm healed. I know that even though my enemy comes at me like a flood, my God shall never forsake me. I know that I can walk through the fire and I won't be burned. I can walk through the water and won't be overtaken. I can tread on serpent. Yea, do I walk through the valley of the shadow of death? I shall fear no evil. Ain't fearing no man. My faith has unlocked my blessings. They're already there. I just got to mature to get it. Tell God, you better walk in your faith. Oh, I'm, I'm about to get to the, to the, to the kicker in a minute. Faith, though, is, in, is trusting and possessing all that God is and says. He, he is your battle axe, right? He is your redeemer, right? He, he, he's everything you need. So if you understand that he is everything you need and understand that all you got to do is know I am, you ain't got to know El Shaddai, El El Yon, and Elohim like I do. I got to do that so you can know I'm supposed to preach to you. All you got to know is that he is the I am. Whatever you need, you just say, I need you, I am. Whatever it is, he said, call me, I am. If you need a lawyer, you better call on I am. If you need a doctor, you better call on the great I am. Faith is believing and possessing all that God is and says. I said trusting and possessing the first time. Now I said believing and possessing the second time. So you trust him, you got to believe it. Some of y'all say, y'all trust somebody, but do you believe what they say? Is that really trust? Mm, you got some funny definitions. Faith is having confidence in and possessing all that God is and says. Right? Same thing, just different words. Faith is hoping for something and possessing it because God exists and has promised it. Note what faith, faith is not. It's not, I think so, I hope so. It may be so, it may not be so. It might be true, it may not be true. Huh? The little engine that, that could have faith when he said, I know I can. I think I can. No, I know. Say I know at the bottom of the hill. Don't wait till you get to the top. I know it looks like I'm down and out, but I know God. Said I'm supposed to be the head and not the tail above and not beneath. I just got to keep walking this thing out. I'm not going to be broke all my life. In fact, I don't claim it right now. In the name of Jesus, you shall supply all of my needs according to your riches and glory. Oh, biblical faith does not deal with what is unreal, imaginary, fanciful, visionary, uh, uh, superficial, or deceptive. Biblical faith is the knowledge, experience, and possession of things hoped for. True biblical faith deals only with truth and reality. It is knowing what is real, even when somebody else don't. Call me crazy. You about to call me eccentric next week when I walk in my stuff. Yeah, they'll call you crazy while you're broke. They'll call you eccentric when you walk by faith and those things begin to manifest. She's just crazy. No, girl, I heard she eccentric. She got that thing. Okay, you still call me crazy. You ain't got to step me up to eccentric. I just know I'm going to walk in my possessions. 
I know I'm not going to be broke. I know I'm walking in my healing. I know my child going to start acting like he got some sense. I know this marriage is going to work the way it's supposed to work. I, I, I know this covenant relationship is going to be prospered. I, I, I know, I know, I I'm trying. See, it's, it's experiencing what is real, possessing what is real. Because what? Faith is the substance. Even when it ain't real to somebody that don't have faith, it's real to the person with faith. What? Faith is the substance. Faith is the evidence. Faith makes it real. Right? So it may not be real in the reality of the unfaithful, but those who have faith already understand they are, needs are provided by his riches and glory. It seems like a fake place, but it's not. You just got to have enough faith to manifest it down here. What is the reward of faith? God's approval. God is pleased, very pleased when we believe him and his promises. This is the point of this verse. The elders, great men of God who lived in the past, believed God and followed God. They turned away from the world and its possessions and pleasures and followed God. They believed God and he had much more to offer. That his promises of an eternal land and of eternal life were true. Therefore, they staked their lives, all they were and had upon that hope. And their faith in God pleased God to no end. Can I tell you something? God is not a respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith. Huh? I, I, I hate to tell you, omegas, but God don't like omegas more than alphas, alphas more than omegas. I know y'all be tripping. I just seen y'all the other day. I ain't, I ain't Greek at all, but I'm just saying. I, 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 AKAs and deltas, he love all y'all. The same. I know y'all thought that was a heretic statement, but at the end of the day, he loved everybody the same. Huh? Huh? Kappas, they think everybody, he think everybody beautiful. <laughs> but, but he is a respecter of faith. If you have more faith, you're going to please God more. When you walk by faith, he'll stop calling you servant and call you friend. He said, should I withhold anything from Abraham who was my friend, who listens to me and walks with me? You, will, you can graduate from being a servant to being a friend of God when you walk by faith. Because when you walk by faith, he knows you loved him. Come on, have you ever had a little baby, especially my old school people, and you hold him and they just be like... Putting their head on the bank, you be like, boy, I'm gonna drop you. But they trust you. You just hold them and they just all of a sudden, ah, they big heavy head. What's wrong with you? And you 70 years old holding that baby and didn't even know you had no, no biceps that strong. But because you love that baby, you hold it. But you be like, boy, do that again. I'm a <laughs> But you didn't drop him. But he trusted you. She trusted you. Didn't have, didn't make no sense. But the blind trust. That's why Jesus said, come to me like a baby come. Because the baby understands they can. See, you know what the problem with us? We done done some things and we thought we did it on our own. But can I tell you something? It says that God gives us the power to obtain wealth. So even when you thought it was you by yourself, it was still God. 
And then you start thinking you did it all by yourself. And then you stop trusting God and you try to catch yourself. Hey, hey, Jonathan, this is how we're going to be in March. <laughs> Y'all will get that when I talk to you about it. <laughs> hey, that's how we're going to be in March. When these people come in here, we're going to be like, what is money going to run? <laughs> God! <laughs> because I trust him. Ooh. Oh, man, I'm, something wrong with me. I don't know where these examples coming from. They ain't nothing but God. See, you, you can please God by faith. See, God accepted their faith and honored them because of this. See, he has, of course, honored them by recording their faith in his word and using the example as a challenge to believers every generation. In chapter 11, it's called, the, 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 it's, they, 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 some people call it the Hall of Fame. I call it the Hall of Faith because it's all faith people there. Huh? There's a lot of people that did some great things, but they put them in the hall of faith in Hebrews 11. But God has also honored them by fulfilling their faith. God has taken them home, home to be with him. The reward of faith is God's approval. And when God approves us, he accepts us into his eternal presence. This simply means that God looks after and cares for us, giving us victory over all enemies of this world, including death. And he does it for eternity. Can, can, why are you worried about gas prices when death can't even beat you? Y'all worrying about Trump. Y'all worrying about Biden. Y'all worrying about all this stuff. Yes, go out and vote. Yes, do that. But at the end of the day, if I'm going to conquer death, why am I worried about death? I'm about to walk in my prosperity. Why am I worried about cancer? I'm about to walk in my healing. Stop letting this world scare you. If God killed death and put death to sleep, you better stop worrying about your enemies. Even when I die, I win. Paul even struggled. I don't know what I want. I don't know if I want to live here to be with you, but I'd rather die because that's gain. At the end of the day, Paul said, I win anyway. I can't lose when I have faith in my God. See, the promises of God become a living reality in our experiences both daily and eternally. I'm about to transition right quick. See, the promise of God become a reality when you begin to diversify your faith and you realize that your faith is your servant. Faith must go get what you ask for and do what you tell it to do. Oh, I'm about to twist your faith up now. I had to begin to diversify my faith in order to become a better pastor. That's what I've been talking to with Jonathan lately. See, I always had faith that people are going to support us in the crisis. See, this is why we always get supplies all the time. Because I walk by faith in it. And I know my faith going to go get the supplies. It's going to go get the trucks. It's going to go get the money to pay for the trucks. It's going to go get volunteers, right? It's going to go get pallet jacks. It's going to go get forklift. It's going to go get all that stuff because I've matured my faith in that. And that's why people get so frustrated with me when they're like, who are we going to send it to? I don't know. We'll figure it out. How are we going to get it there? I don't know. We'll figure it out when God tells me that's when I know. And they don't understand it. And sometimes they accordingly go find me somebody. And sometimes I accept them. But then a lot of times we still got to switch it because God never wanted to happen in the natural. He wanted me to get it by faith. And people be like, well, they don't want to help unless they already know. Well, don't help. 
Because I need some faith folk because carnal-minded people stress me out. Walk in my faith, you went, why? Well, why? Well, I almost said that word we ain't supposed to say. I almost said, Negro, please. But you know, I'm about to shorten it out a little bit. <laughs> Man! See, the thing about it is, God trained me there. The first time I ever did something for crisis was when we was at the old church, and a lot of people didn't like me. I paid for my own plane ticket to go to Houston, and folk was still fuzzy. Well, I passed over there. Hey, shut up. And I had my little phone. And I flew to Houston, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I, and I walked around, I filmed stuff, and I didn't, we, we didn't really have the number providence up together. So I said, hey, World Vision, can I collect in your name? They said, cool. And I went over there. Did, never had used Uber before. Download the Uber app. Got in the Uber. Went around in the Uber, and then the guy saw what I was doing, and I said, well, take me to my hotel. And he said, no, I'm going to take the day off and drive you wherever you need to go. I'm going to show you where the worst place is at. Dude took the day off. Drove me around. Then look, look at this craziness. Took me uh, to Joe Osteen Church. I wanted to go there and saw that Joe Osteen was, you know, people lining up. Only reason he couldn't take the people in in the beginning was because the government told me he can't. You got to wait till the quota's met. But when I went there, a lot of people were there. But that ain't the point. I just wanted to clear Joe's name. But then he took me to his church. I met his pastor. They, had, they were doing supplies. They had a big warehouse at the church and had people coming in, driving, grabbing stuff and leaving. So what? That was the place we were going to send it to. Now we done, I know we sent the stuff to, 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 um, uh, to, to Flint, Michigan, but we was, you know, we was here. We already knew what we was going to do. And that took some faith because people did come. We, we did it in the cold. I remember ooh, it was like 20-something degrees. It was like today. And we was out there loading in the truck. But the point is this. In Houston, it was crazy. I didn't know where I was going. Found an Uber driver who took the day off, then took me to his church. And I met, he said, man, I think my pastor, you can bring it here. And we sent those trucks to Houston to that church. Then I never would have known. You understand? Why? Because God had me walking by faith and not by what? Sight. Just go where God tells you to go. It didn't matter that people weren't with me. It didn't matter that people said I look crazy out there filming. And you know that before I had uh, Daniel and all that stuff and putting all this stuff on one. So I film on Instagram. Then I come film on Facebook. Then I come film on, 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 on uh, Twitter, on Periscope. And then I go do it again. And I was doing it one by one and filming all this stuff out by myself. I had my phone, boy. And the people were giving. Didn't even know me. People were stopping by giving money because they knew what I was doing. First, they were trying to cuss me out. Why are you down here filming? I'm like, I'm collecting to make sure I take care of the people. Now, give me my money so you can feel bad. So you won't feel bad. I said it a little bit meaner than that. I ain't going to lie. But the thing about it is my faith was mature in that. So it comes. But, but the thing about it, I have faith in disaster, but I got to have faith in more places. I have faith in the building, but I do real estate. God got to begin to build my faith up in different places. One of my team members at home, uh, Miss Janice, said, you, when you ask for disaster relief, the funds come. I said, yeah. She said, well, ask for something else. <laughs> <laughs> she said, if you have something else, it's going to come. Because when you ask, they give. But the problem is, I got to be convicted and know that they will give. 
I know you're going to give to a crisis because my faith is built up for that. But do I know you're going to give to his speakers that's going to come change your whole life? Do I know you're going to give to get us out of debt? I'm going to start knowing that right now in the name of Jesus. See, I really need to go sit down because I think I'm preaching myself. I, I hope y'all getting something out of this. Priest pastor, step your faith up. You better do it. Step your faith up. I'm going to step my faith up too, pastor. Because I need to stop just worrying about disaster relief. I, 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 I need to step my faith up in the areas of prosperity for my people. I need to step my life up in the areas of knowing that when we call a Jamal Bryant, when we call a, 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 a Bishop Paul Morton, when we call a E. Dewey Smith, when we call a T.D. Jake, that my church will make sure that we bless them. I'm telling you right now, I'm ready to go to another level in faith. I want to double portion of the anointing of people that's operating in a place that I'm not operating in. I need you to want the same thing I want. I need you to find somebody and say I want a double portion of that anointing. Hey! Who I feeling right now? It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. It's coming. Your blessing is coming. You just gotta believe it. <laughs> Woo! Light bulb went off though. I, I started reading this other scripture. Sorry, uh, Brother Justin, Daniel, and all y'all. I was texting y'all late. But I appreciate y'all taking my texts and stuff. Well, you know, y'all ignored it this morning, but I, I saw yesterday. Y'all saw it. And, but Luke chapter 17, verse 6 through 10, God gave me a revelation. He said, He replied, I'm going to read it. The text, I'm reading in the NIV. It reads a little better than the King James in this one. Sorry, old school, but there is another version other than King James. I promise you, it's still the Bible. <laughs> it just don't want to have to exegete the text because you can understand what's going on. Sometimes you got to exegete the King James. And, yeah, I know, I know it. Hold on. Oh, Lord, for, allow them forgive me <laughs> for they know not what they think. It's NIV, it'll work. He replied, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea, and it will obey you. Suppose one of you has a servant plowing or looking after sheep. Will he say to that servant when he comes in from the field, come along now and sit and eat? No, you're going to say, prepare my supper first. Get yourself ready and wait on me while I eat and drink after that. You may eat and drink. Will he thank the servant because he did what he was told to do? So you also, when you have done everything you were told to do, should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. See, I, stop looking at like he's saying when you say to the tree, when you say to the mountain. No, he's saying when you tell your faith, to tell that tree to move and be planted to see it will do it. We keep looking at it like he's saying we told the tree. And that's why we keep having this one-dimensional faith because we keep using this one-dimensional example because it's really not a one-dimensional example. He's saying, look, if you told your servant to go to, 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 to come in from the field of the working, would you tell him to eat first? No, you would tell him to keep serving you until you're done. Oh, yeah, y'all don't hear me. Jesus is teaching us 
the principle that many believers have missed. God has given us faith as our servant. We the boss of faith. And the sooner we develop that relationship with our faith as our servant, the more our faith can accomplish and the more diverse those accomplishments can become. See, this is one of the reasons that some people's faith can accomplish more than others. It's not God is aiding one and hindering another. It's that some people have developed the right kind of relationship with their faith. When you discover the right relationship and you're supposed to be telling you the boss, see, he said, would you tell your servant to come in and eat as soon as they finish working? No, you would say, feed me. Because that's your servant. They work for you. That's why some people get fired because they don't understand. You're giving them a check. Oh, I got a long day today. Well, you get a check. I'm supposed to thank you every time you do what you're supposed to do. That's what you get paid to do. I don't never tell him thank you, thank you, Brother Dre. But he play every time he's supposed to play. See, this is the thing. Your faith is your servant. You keep asking God what it is he wants you. No, he wants you to command your faith. And I kept using my faith for crisis, but that's all I kept using my faith for. Oh, y'all don't hear me. See, oh, I'm trying. Let me, let me, let me. Just. When you realize you are the boss of your faith and your faith works for you, you will be dangerous. You won't be able to be stopped. When you really begin to have the right relationship with your faith, when you realize that God does not determine what your faith does for you, but you do, the devil going to pee in his pants. I'm telling you right now, the devil going to pee in his pants because once you realize that you're supposed to command it, he said you would do greater exploits in his name. He didn't say he was going to do it for you. Remember, God told Jesus to sit down. He commanded Jesus to sit at his right hand. He didn't ask him to. He commanded him to because he know every time you get in trouble, Jesus will be tempted to step up and do it for you. But Jesus is not going to do it for you anymore. He gave you his name in the name of Jesus. You better tell cancer to sit down in the name of Jesus. You better tell poverty to sit down. Hey, your faith would do whatever you tell your faith to do. Stop looking for God. He gave you his son's name in the name of Jesus. I want my money. I want my wife. I want my husband. I want my car. I want my house. I want my job. Tell your faith to go get it. Your faith to go get you a job. Your faith will go get you a job. Your faith will bring your wife home. Your faith, hey, will bring your healing. Your faith, your faith will get you a good measure blessing. Press down, shake it together, and run it over. Your faith will do whatever you tell your faith to do. I'm going to tell my faith, don't just get me a truck. Don't just get me supplies. Don't just bring me disaster relief. But God, I want to bring renowned speakers in this house. I want to bring healing in this house. I want to bring deliverance in this house. I 
want to bring prophets in this house. Hey, good measure. Straight to the other. Hey, press down and run it over. Your faith can move mountains. Your faith can move trees. But your faith can also find you a job. Your faith can provide for your family. Your faith can plant your business. Your faith can bring your healing. When your faith do one thing, just like the text in Luke 17. Don't let your faith sit down. See, 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 hold on, hold on. You read that. And some of you, especially because you're black, you look at the text and you get offended by it. Why don't he let the servant sit down? Because that's the servant. Stop getting offended by the text. You're not a servant no more. You're free. You ain't on the back of the bus. Release yourself. You're reading the text and getting offended. I feel it. You're getting offended by the text because you're black and you're thinking about a slave. This ain't slavery, it's servant. Well, let's go with slavery. Faith is your slave. So is that where you can go? Let me go where you Negroes are. Faith is your slave. And whenever you tell your slave to do something, he's supposed to do it. Not that slavery is good. I'm, I'm, I'm walking in some, some terrible ground. But I'm out here. <laughs> Faith is your slave. Right? All right, so now you come up with servant now. All right, cool. I don't went to the extreme. Faith is your servant. And whatever you tell your faith to do, it will do. Huh? Because when you ask and believe until you have received, it shall be given to you. You know that's faith. Faith is what? The substance. And what? The evidence. So faith makes it a substance. Faith is the evidence. It's funny how he puts substance first to make sure you already know it's real, then say evidence. If it's substance, I already got the evidence. But it's the substance and the evidence. Why? Because my faith already said it. Because when I tell my faith to go get it, it's going to bring it. He said, look here. If you had a servant and your servant working in the field, he, oh, you tired? Come and eat. And you sit up there hungry. You'd be like, no, make me a sandwich. Then when I can eat, then you can make yourself a sandwich too. Right? So you tell your faith, I know you went and got some supplies for Haiti. I know you went and got some supplies. Well, we just sent something to, to Kentucky. I know you did all that, but faith, I need you to pay for these speakers in March. Miss Bell, did you hear that? I heard you. Yeah. I need you to, to make these speakers raise an offering and pay for themselves. I need my people to give and pay for these people. When I take leaders to TDJ Comfort, I need all to be covered. I don't need to be wondering about, do we going to move this over here? No, I want the money now, faith. I want the giving now, faith. You got to start telling your faith what it's supposed to do. Once I realize this, ooh, 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 how long have I been talking about doing this sermon? Until I do this sermon like six months. I done moved it back a million times and I already had the graphic together. That's why it looks so good. I probably kept redoing it. <laughs> faith is the substance. And it's the evidence. But the funny thing about it is, the great thing about it is, even though it's the something the evidence, it do what you tell it to do. Because it's your servant. 
When you understand that faith is your servant, the devil won't be able to stop you. He won't be able to even slow you down. He won't be able to intimidate you. He won't be able to cause you to stop working on your blessing. You will stop starting that business and stopping all the time, and you will keep on pressing through because you understand that God is not a respecter of person, but he is a respecter of faith. And the crazy thing about it, God gave me command. God gave me authority over what pleases him. He told Jesus to sit down at the right hand and gave me faith as my servant. And as long as I have enough faith the size of a mustard seed, it ain't even got to be that much faith. As long as I start speaking it, it shall come to pass. Hey! Hey! What you need faith for? What you need faith for? Stop walking in fear. Your faith shall make a way. Hey, you know what? My faith causes me to believe everything the Bible tells me. Remember when you was little, you seen that song. And you say, I know this, and I know that. And you say, why? Because the Bible tells me so. Oh, you got to hear it. Even though my body is hurt, even though it's in pain, the Bible told me that by his stripes, I'm healed. Faith, go get my healing. Hey, my God told me in the Bible, I'll be the head and not the tail. I'm tired of this little cubicle. Faith, go get a front office job for me. Hey, I know that I'm not going to be broke for the rest of my life. The Bible told me he's going to give me a good measure blessing. Press down, shake it at him, and run it over. Faith, go get it. My enemy keeps coming at me like a flood. But God told me that the waters shall not overtake me and the fire won't burn me. Faith, I command you, go work it out. Hey, God told me. God told me that heaven and earth may pass away. Hey, but his word shall never return unto him void. I keep throwing scriptures at Satan. I keep throwing scriptures at my situation. Faith, go fulfill what the Bible has said about me. I'm blessed in the valley. I'm blessed in the field. I'm blessed in my coming. I'm blessed in my going. Hey! He did not give me a spirit of fear, but a power and a sound mind. Faith, work it out for me. And sit down. I got another sermon to do. Faith. Faith, you got to go get it. 
Faith, you better go get it. Faith, you better go get my blessing. You, you my servant. Faith, you better go, you better go get, you better go get my car. You, 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 you my servant. Faith, you better go get my house. Uh, Faith, I know I gotta do a little something with it, but Faith, you better go fix my credit. Faith, 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 hold on, my child can eat and show. Faith, you better straighten him out. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, work this marriage out. In the name of Jesus, in faith, you better fix it. Faith, I done stepped out here now. You, you, you better fix it. Let me go ahead and tell my faith what I needed to do. I'm giving y'all all y'all examples. Most of that stuff, I done already worked out in my own life. Faith, I need to go get this money for these speakers in March. Faith. Work it out. Faith, get the ground ready for March. Faith, get the ground ready for March, gospel man. Let's get it ready. Faith, kill COVID in the name of Jesus. Make sure we covered in the name of Jesus. Because there's going to be some people in here. Take care of the armor on and the armor, whatever it is. I don't even know. I don't, I don't respect it enough. I mean, I, I, I would be safe. I wear my mask and all that. But, but at the end of the day, I'm like, Faith, I, I ain't got time for fear. I ain't got time for fear. See, F COVID, faith, faith COVID, that's what it is. <laughs> so I had to say something out of order just to get your attention. Faith. All I got to do is have faith the size of a mustard seed. Have you ever seen a mustard seed? It's real. I mean, it's so small. If you drop it, it's a wrap. If somebody said, my mama passed this mustard seed down for generations, you better put that thing in the bag and don't hand it to me. <laughs> We done had this for since 1909. Well, don't hand it to me. <laughs> That's how small it is. You drop it in, you know, this carpet got green and brown. Man, you can't, man, you'll never find it. Even if you vacuum it, you ain't going to even hear it go through the vacuum cleaner. That's how little it is. It's, if you got the faith the size of a mustard seed, See, what happened is you'll start walking by faith and all of a sudden you're like, what? That came to pass? What? And it's going to get bigger and bigger. I need you to at least get some mustard seed faith. Because even a mustard seed becomes a great bush. Even a mustard seed becomes a great bush even though it's that little. You can carry a oak tree seed, but you can't carry an oak tree. A seed. I need you to get a right relationship with your faith and understand that your faith is your servant. And you got to learn how to diversify your faith. I'm talking to me. Believe me, this sermon was for me. I'll work it out as I'll preach. That's why I had to go sit down. Faith is the substance and the evidence. Stop looking for, stop, stop talking to cross-eyed faith folk about your vision. They can't see what you see. Stop talking to folk that can't see. Huh. Jesus, that's your problem. You keep talking to people with no faith. I can't, everybody, on Saturday, I'm the most irritable person 
ever because I'm getting ready to preach on Sunday. And when people just, uh, my faith is just, uh, I'm like when Jesus came on the top of the mountain and he, was, he, he had been transfigured and he came down and then the boy with the epilepsy seizure was down there and he was like, man, you famous generation. How long I got to put up with you? I'm tired of you. That was Jesus now. I need you to get to the point where your faith begins to be so strong. Now, don't be mean, but people without faith, their words are going to irritate you. I'm not saying they're going to irritate you, but their words. And people still don't understand when they're around me, when they say something that it don't sound like it's going to, I could rebuke it. And they be like, well, I ain't mean like that. Well, you said it. And either get used to me telling you to shut up or just shut up. Because I ain't going to never let you speak doubt into my situation. I'm never going to let you speak failure into my situation. I'm not going to let you be like, oh, well, I don't know. I'm going to be like, well, be quiet. I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I ain't rebuking you, but I'm rebuking your words. I am. In the name of Jesus, command your faith. 